Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for November 17th. It's Tuesday night. It's your boy Dave here, Numb Bills Fan on Twitter. And I'm always here too, most of the time. It's Adam D. Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter. Buffalo Bills just uh, put a hurting on the Jets. Well, uh, not just put a hurting. It's been a while, but hey, that Thursday night game was cool, man. Yeah, a lot of positive things. I mean, nice to see their defense getting some turnovers. The run game, that was probably a perfect game that Rex Ryan wants Turnover, to see. Turnover, Schmernover, man. Let's talk about those red jerseys. What did you think? You know, honestly, let's I talk really, about the important stuff right off the bat. Right off the bat, I thought those jerseys were cool. I, I liked them in action. I I hated them when I first saw them, and they grew on me throughout the week. I I really liked that. Except, I hear it was a, uh, I hear it was a painful watch for colorblind fans. I heard it was just all everyone. Yeah, great. I also heard that the NFL is looking into it because they have to be heroes. Let the colorblind yeah, suffer. Yeah, yeah. Who really gives a shit about the colorblind? Do you oh, care that- about the color? If you don't know red or green, you shouldn't be on the planet. Sorry, but like, how do you defer teams before if they're in different colors? Now I'm I stupid, mean, so I don't really know. But think about it. Oh, what you could tell you're colorblind, but can you tell whites and grays? They could tell whites and grays. Like, how do they tell baseball teams? I don't. Baseball know, teams are like white and gray, man. I mean, they tried pu- putting People up like, a, probably they, like they put up this? a little filter online to show what it probably looked like and. It didn't look awesome to watch. It it probably sucked, and I feel for I feel for them. But yeah, it probably sucks. That I mean, I'm sure there's there's you you watch some collegiate football. I'm sure there's your red team versus green team there somewhere. I've already spewed enough garbage, so I'm I'm just about tapped out on this. But right, would I so, buy the jersey? I don't know. Maybe I can't wait to see it on a clearance rack in my secret store. Yeah, yeah. Marshall's drink, Doug Marone drink. You know, so. <laughs> if you don't know, there's a Doug Marone game. It's not even it's not even secret because you've dropped it on this podcast like every other episode forever and ever. Well, shit happens, and you gotta remind people because people are dumb, me yeah. included. Not me. I'm. So, I, I've got it all figured out, man. I'm nailing it. So what do you got? What do you got for Bills and Jets stats? It was twenty-two seventeen. The Bills were out front, pretty comfortable, but yeah, they the came- pesky Jets came back, and then Fitz went Fitz. Fitz. Yeah. At the same time, you can't any quarterback with that short of time is going to struggle. So, yeah, but it is the Bills, so we're waiting for the Bills moment to happen. That was that was a really fantastic game, and it almost sucks how much like the media made it be about Rex's return to New York ahead of time. I really feel like that took away from like what's what what I think was maybe the most competitive game our team's played so far this season. Yeah, and not for nothing, let's rail on that again, as always. Hey, old media, get a life. Like, really, you have such an important game in the division, and all you give a shit about is Rex Ryan being a buffoon or whatever you guys decide to call him. And it's amazing that the New York media especially is obsessed with him. You know, Porky's Revenge on, I believe, like the Daily Post or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, come on. You really I love nothing. Rex, but I still lulled. LOL. Yeah, I did too, but you got to be kidding me. It's just amazing that this game has such big implications. Like, who cares that dude goes back? I mean, yeah, did I want him to win? Clearly. And after yeah. the Bills won, you saw a hell lot of fuck yeahs out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. And it was awesome. And I was going fuck yeah too. My friend Dave's loft and just going ape shit. And it was awesome. 
Yeah, because there was a lot really of room was. in there, and I could run around. I didn't have nearly as much room as you did. I don't think, but I, I had to stream the game. I got my air. cell phone. I got air. Apple TV. I got air, and you. I mean, the listeners out there can't see me unless they check out our YouTube channel. But I'm numb Bills fan. YouTube. I'm a. I'm like Porky's Revenge Part Two, and if I'm jumping up and down, you know it's good. I thought it was awesome. I thought Bakari Rambo out of nowhere off the bench comes in three turnovers. Man, actually, can I really say off the bench because he's starting over Duke Williams? So, I mean, yeah, he's. But talk about stepping up. Way to step up, Bakari Rambo. That guy makes big things happen when he gets on the field, man, and he saved that game. That position. In that general. that whole position, yeah, exactly. The safety position this week, like what? I mean, what do we got? We got Corey Graham coming up with a big interception, sets up a field goal. That's three. Right after that, immediately after that, Duke Williams scoops up that fumble, trots it in for a touchdown. Carpenter, I think that was the uh, extra point he missed, but we still love you, bud. We know you're listening. And then you got... <laughs> You got Rambo. <laughs> we got Rambo. We got Rambo just he, blazing. He forces, he forces two fumbles and then seals the deal with that interception. I'll tell you what, though. After that fumble Chris Ivory lost, holy shit, was he was Chris Ivory on a warpath. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, hey, man, but like Rex said, though, they held him to under 100 yards at 99. Yeah. Um, LaShawn McCoy ran pretty well. I mean, it was a pretty good running game, but. The the one that really that really got me was Ryan Fitzpatrick with his 30 yards rushing. Yeah, he averaged 10 yards. He had a long of 16. Oof. I didn't, I didn't expect to see that. But <laughs> that guy's full of surprises. Is that Steven Ridley on the box score? Yeah. Is that like the Patriots guy? Yeah, that's the guy. You didn't really? See, you didn't see him Thursday? Man, I'm dumb. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Check out check out those booming numbers right there. Three carries for a loss of one yard. That hurts. Right, right. But th- oh man, it, it's just so weird looking at depth charts and and you're like, wait, I think I know that guy, and then you find out it's not him. But whatever. Either way, I thought the run game was strong on both ends. I mean, if Chris Ivory is averaging 5.5 yards a carry, it's, you know, with a long of 21, so that would pad that from about 5 yards yeah. to about 5 yards a carry. That's still very good, if, especially if you're over the 4, the 4.5 four mark, I like. You know, it, and if you're, if you're running back soon, like 4 yards a carry, that's okay. That's average. You don't want to have 3.4 or three or 2.5 or less but you know it's I, I think it's about opportunity who gets who gets the rock who hits the holes because you know you look at a guy like Carlos Williams and you wonder how long can that burst with his size and the way he runs how long is that going to stay that said Fred Jackson as we always say comparing him is slower and he looked all right for a while so man Rex Ryan said but it. hey let's not 
let let's not waste it, man. If we got it, let's use yeah, it. Yeah, let's like, use it. Rex Ryan said I like it. how he's been involved. That's, they're going they're going one one two. So you get McCoy, McCoy, Williams, McCoy, McCoy. You know, so it's like not necessarily a one one punch, two punch, but. Carlos Williams, when he gets an opportunity, he just thinks end zone. And, again, he saw it with this time off a reception. That was pretty sweet for 26 yards. Dude is tied with a Patriot for the most touchdowns ever by a rookie. Not the most touchdowns ever. Uh, the The milestone is actually uh rookie to score a, a touchdown in each of their six, first six games. And that's why you're here. I don't know how to read. I I suck it and spitting it back out, but it's up there somewhere. I, I, I got a couple cobwebs here and there, but I swear it's all up there somewhere. What was nice about the game was it was under control. The Bills felt in control the whole time. Yeah. And the defense really stepped up. And, you know, Bakari Rambo's comments after the game really seemed to be, to be interesting. He talked about, the defense calling, you know, the the coach is calling the perfect scheme. And I thought that was really interesting for Bakari Rambo to, to say what he did about the scheme and the coaches because hopefully this team's buying in. Whatever it is, they had a hell of a lot of turnovers, and it's got to be because they're in the right position. You know, right. and Rex said it, the communication's getting better. And I'm thinking about it, it's like, okay. Yeah, it was a blessing to us to have maybe the home games at home early in the season at the same time when you're learning a new defense and when it's that technical and you're trying to make all these checks. And, you know, like I said before, it seems like anytime anybody goes into motion, a, a call has to be sent all the way down. It's common sense. But, you know, from defensive line to linebackers to safety, you know, you got to communicate that every time something shifts. But what's interesting is you really – see in these away games the communication a lot better and it's showing and I cannot wait to see how they do for their third road game and now it's in New England this is the real test coming up yeah so it'll be interesting man this defense has stepped up you you know what uh you know what I came came across that I hadn't even thought of was uh no no one's beat the Patriots since we beat them at home last season. We got that. We're the last guys to do it. Yeah, they sat Tom Brady at halftime, but we were winning, so whatever. Uh-uh. I'm not going to mention the coach because I don't want you guys to get drunk again. But I I don't know. It, 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 it rhymes time, with Mug Sharon. No comment. At the same time, I kind of wonder if the defense didn't step up the way they did, could they have been as successful? Because it is only 22 points, and I know we're saying only 22 points, but that's a defensive touchdown in there. Yeah. And it's a, you know, they they got some points off of turnovers, which is what I like. That You got to get that. But I, I felt it was a good all-around game. Their penalties were down a lot. What was it? Five penalties for 44 yards? Five for 44. Uh, the Jets had three for 20. That's where that's where we need to get to, is that, that three penalties a game, four penalties a game, Mark. Big improvement over that 14 that we were committing earlier in the season. It really man. was. It really was. I just I just had that fresh in my mind. Well, from, the last from game was. presser there. He, he mentioned that. Yeah. That's New England there, 14 for 140. 
We can't do that this time. If you think about it, the Bills played solid. It felt solid all the way around effort. But I have to admit, the Jets looked for real. The oh, Jets yeah. looked... Honestly, I was a little terrified. I'm like, no way. No way. When they got within five, I was like, come on. You can't you can't do this. And, no, and I mean, as much as we are commending our defense on that game, you got you to gotta commend the coaching staff in New York for the, the halftime adjustments there because they came out of that locker room a completely different refocused team, and they almost got it done. If our defense didn't make a huge, huge, huge effort, they would have had that. You know, I mean, they were in striking distance. You know, Brandon Marshall was held down pretty good with catching the ball. I mean, he had that bobble, which was a Corey Graham interception after. Yeah, he only had, I think, three catches. Yeah, three catches, 23 yards. Well, their top receiver was who? Eric Decker. He had six catches for 85 yards. He caught the, got that, Fitz got that caught, nice touchdown. Fitz caught finding Decker over the middle for a minute. They had like a nice thing going on. And I don't know if Fitz's players were a little dumb, but there was a touchdown pass that was missed that the Bills got lucky on fourth down. And I got to say, yeah. the Bills on fourth down seem crazy. They step up to the plate on fourth down, the defense. It. It's incredible, and I I just hope that that this team can can hold it together against New England. You're not going to get help from the refs. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but yeah, you're not. You can expect that situation. It always it always feels like that, whether it's true or not. It always feels that way. And the other thing is, you can't. You can't expect New England to make all these mistakes that we've been seeing. They're not going to snap the ball out of the back of the end zone and give you two points on the first drive of the game. No, not like, at all. Like not the, the Dolphins all. did. They aren't going to give up, you know, three turnovers and a half. They're not going to have stupid personal foul penalties. They're and not. It, and if we move them down the field with our penalties, they will score. And if we let them get takeaways, they will capitalize. That's that's who they are. That's how they get down. We we've been winning, but these these dudes need to be on their A game plus, their A plus game. Right, right. If you're just joining the show with uh 15 minutes and 25 seconds in here and you're wondering why the hell we're going from the Jets to the Patriots is really you know, we don't have segments, but we do have an organizational chart that we follow. And what we're trying to do this podcast is really tie in the positives from the last two games right. into how we can brainwash ourselves that we're going to knock off the undefeated New England Patriots Super Bowl winners of last year off their goddamn pedestal. Get this big win. And for me, this is what we're trying to concoct here. So for we're me, taking man, the I just hope those I hope those guys were at home watching that watching that Patriots Giants game because Eli Eli laid the foundation the way he drove the ball against that defense. 
that's the route that we need to follow, essentially. Just move the ball down the field a couple yards at a time. Here's what I wonder, okay? The I mean, ba- they, really, they really just... This will go along with your point. This will go parallel. The Bills gave that team three short fields. The ball, I think the average when we talked about the New England game last time was right off the bat, first quarter, New England had 21 points, maybe even more, if I recall. I should be up on this, but it was all off of stupid penalties and short fields that they gave New England. So you're, you have 21 points right off the bat, right? So if you think about it, if you make, even if it is Brady, drive that much farther, you're taking off more time off the clock. In the fourth quarter, the Bills really started to come back against the Patriots, which people can say that the Patriots let off on defense. Say whatever you want. The Patriots tried to embarrass the Buffalo Bills last time, throwing up a shitload of points and and, and just constantly throwing. There were times they were not even running the ball, and they were up by a lot. So they were trying to embarrass the Bills. Yeah, they had 466 passing yards that game. That, uh, yeah, at a point it just felt like they were just gouging us just because. Just because. They did whatever they wanted to do. They did exactly what we wanted to do to them. Hopefully we can... Uh, Hopefully we can flip that around and get them at their house the way they got us at our house. All, all I'm hoping for is a, is, a, is an even officiated game. I'm hoping for a good game between everybody, a nice chess match. I don't want to see any stupid penalties on the Bills. Rex needs to hold it down. Everybody needs to hold their shit together. And I'm interested to see what it's going to be like with McCalvin in there. Right. But... We've seen a matchup on Gronkowski before, so if you guys are thinking, oh, let's put McCalvin, cornerback, now safety, on right, we got Gronk, it. I don't think it's possible, man. Did you see that touchdown Gronkowski had against the Giants? Yeah. He just, you're not getting him down. You got to go at his legs. You're not getting, and even then, I mean, it's amazing because common sense is, if you go for the legs instead of the shoulders, they're going to go down. I, I mean, it's kind of like the basics of uh, physical sports. So right. I mean, he's he's a whole different breed. Like, um, like for instance, Bakari Rambo with the interception in the Jets game there, he talked about how he watched film and knew right where that ball was going when he grabbed that. And with Gronk, you don't know, man. How, how do you even – even if you know where it's going, how do you stop it? How do you stop it from getting there? He's huge, and I mean he—he's such a large human. Yeah, he's incredible. Like I, I hate him so much because he's that dude who can who can you know you get in there on first and ten or second and ten, he'll catch that thing three yards in front of the line of scrimmage, fall down, stick his arm out, and what's get your, the sticks. What's your opinion of Deion Lewis being out, which is? That awesome running back that the Patriots had, who was really a threat. It's not gonna hurt our. Ball. It's not gonna hurt our chances. Right. And uh, Julian about, Edelman, he's out too. Here's Broken what I. Foot. You know what I think? It doesn't matter. 
We're gonna learn no? someone else's new someone else's name. You know? We're gonna learn someone else's name. It seems to always happen when the Bills have played the Patriots in the past. And it would be nice if we catch Brady on an off day or we disrupt them or we look at what the Giants did and Jason Pierre Paul called it. I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get a sack. Now I didn't watch a whole game with the Giants and the Patriots, but JPP got in there and got a sack, but over something stupid, it got called back. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, Fighterworks had a lot of bursts coming off the edge there. And you really got the Tom Brady. And they were rattling him up, man. Tom Brady, they shook him up. And what I wonder is, my dumb mind, who knows nothing about anything, can you play a lot of press coverage and, like, really cramp these guys down to try to create that pass rush you know i would love to see a totally different game plan and with the communication defensively it would be amazing yeah it it would be and uh i mean rex rex touched on this a little bit in the press conference today um and he said you know if you consistently rush he'll do he'll do well and if he and if you consistently go into coverage, he'll do well with that too. And I mean, really, the trick is to mix it up. And I think if there's anyone who knows how to mix up a defense, it's Rex Ryan. We're definitely. I we, feel good. We about have that. the guy for the job. Right. Right. And he is one of the. I think he has the best record against the Tom Brady, Belichick, or Patriots of any coach. Better than any coach we've had, I'm sure. I don't know, man. I don't. The Bengals lost last night. You know, they look pretty solid. I can't believe how good the Giants played the Patriots. I can't believe the Patriots are in a position they're in. That said, it's the Patriots that came back against the Giants. And you knew it was going to happen, and it was painful to watch for used to it. But, God damn it. When are we going to just be able to go into this and... And really faithfully say that after coming off that Miami win, after coming off that Jets win, you know, we could go into detail about that Jets game a lot more. We're not going to. It's late in the week. A lot of people don't want to touch the Patriots. I want to touch it. I really want to touch it for the next probably 10 minutes till we're out of here. Just short and sweet podcast today. But how do we bring down the Giant? That's what I want to know. And, And we're trying to figure it out. I, I guess the positives from the Jets game is Sammy that, that could transfer over is Sammy Watkins did awesome on Darrell Rivas. He had that dude shook. And yeah. I liked that they attacked right off the bat. Right. They, they were not messing around. I mean, he didn't have a huge game against Darrell Rivas, but he got open for sure. There was plenty of times where he was open even when the ball didn't get to him. And for a change, you know – we got we got some positive some positive talk in the media, you know. That was that was on ESPN the next day that Sammy Watkins was out there sticking it to him. And my god, it's about time they said something nice about the Bills. I think it's crazy, man. Like the Patriots somehow they they get rid they don't re-sign their corners. They lose people every year and somehow they're even better this this year. And you know, the Butler kid, the Super Bowl hero, he 
has stepped his game up. At the same time, I got to admit, they're showing the highlights. Oh, man, the, the, the Patriots secondary has been great this game. You know, and it, you know, really solid battles. And then it's like all I'm seeing are hands and jersey togs, and it looks like Richard Sherman's out there just getting away with everything. But the Bills do that shit. Hey, flag, flag, I, flag. I like flag. Richard Sherman. Screw Richard Sherman, you big mouth loser. Ooh, no, oh, but man. no, I, yo, it, I, he's annoying. I don't even want to get in the Richard Sherman. I, I can't. Don't don't make me mad. Do you gotta make me mad? We gotta do this right here on the air. I don't like him. He could come here. I don't mind him. I like the shot down Skip Bayless, but overall, he could come here. He just I, needs I to shut mind. up. Stop. Com- I'm done with Richard Sherman. Anyways, stop trolling me, man. You got to get me going dead air right now. He can come here. No, he can't. He's going away. All I'm saying is the Patriots secondary has stepped up somehow. And they get away with a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. That's the part that I want to see is. Hopefully, it's a it's a game where it's evenly called from the Zebras. That's all I'm asking for. I don't want any of Tom Brady's bullshit. <coughs> all I want to see is if the Bills have opportunities to stick it to them. But let's face it. Brandon LaFell was not really good on Carolina. But somehow, the Patriots have figured out how to use him. He's a big target. He's a good-sized guy. Danny Amendola was brought there to replace Wes Welker. Danny Amendola is no slouch. The only reason I know about Danny Amendola, because you cared, you asked, I heard you. I heard the phantom tweets come in, I read them. Tell me about Danny Amendola. All right, here's what happened with Danny Amendola with your bad joke. Um, in fantasy football, I had this thing like years ago, and I still do it. You, you want to <laughs> see? The- I hope that thing isn't Danny Amendola. <laughs> <laughs> I try to find, like, a number one receiver on the team. I'm finished. Go ahead. I try to find a number one receiver on the team, you know, scouring the waiver wire. Man, who's this sleeper going to be? You know? Next thing you know, you find Danny Amandola. And that dude was getting so many targets on the Rams. And he was very athletic white dude they're like all right what's this guy got to offer you know you're reminding me of Wes Walker well guess what Walker's out Amendola's in he signs with the Patriots problem with Amendola is he gets hurt a lot but don't let him fool you remember that catch Amendola made last game the one sole catch that he decided to hold on to that game against the Bills that big one in the fourth quarter (sighs) yeah I don't want to talk about either but the dude's no slouch. Don't let the Patriots fool you. Because they do crazy things. Rex Ryan could be out of his mind scheming on the pass. And Bill Belichick can come out and just run a power run game. He's done that before. I'm not saying he's going to do it. But there's been games where Belichick just schemes something up. Where they just constantly run the ball. And when you have a quarterback like... Tom Brady, you can do that because you're a threat in the air, and you know he can always tap into it when he wants to. So what I'm worried about is that the Bills scheme something that's not there. Well, looking back at the stats from the first time we played them this this season, 
They only had 56 rushing yards against us. That ain't nothing. I mean, they 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 ran the ball. Did they really times. need the run? No, they had four hundred. But you got to keep in mind. Yards. You got to keep in mind. Short fields, first quarter. That's true. You know what I mean. You're keeping them honest. That's true. But short. that short that short pass game tore us up. But and then they caught us with our pants Brady, down on that bomb to Amendola. That was like twenty. That was like a twenty nine yard play. When I think when I think about Brady, I think about yards after catch. Yeah. That said, this year. He's been on point making every single throw you can freaking make. Every single throw. He is on fire. I don't know what you do to stop this guy. And the only thing I think you can do, really, and this might sound nuts, is if you take a cue out of Madden, drink, if you play Madden and I bring it up, if you take a cue out of Madden, I think you got to put points up as fast as possible against the Patriots just to have more opportunities for Brady to fuck up, quite, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, it's so hard to catch back up to those guys when they get ahead of you. You could try to control the clock all you want, play the field position game, whatever. You need points. You need to put up 35 points yeah. to beat the Patriots no, and hold them down to 30. You don't want to play the clock game with them because that team is capable of scoring that team a does, shitload of points in literally no time at the all. The Patriots will do anything they want to you. If that means that they want to beat you up with the run and just start throwing some small screens, yards after catch, whatever type small plays to eat up some clock, They'll do that. And if they want to get down the field in five plays for a field goal or even three, they'll do that. Did you see Tom Brady fourth and ten like nothing, calls everybody up to the line, knows the play, throws it, caught, lines up for the next play. None of the players are cheering. They're all disciplined, ready to go, up in line, next play, next play, next play. You know, like nothing. No emotions. The Patriots come in like freaking robots. And just tear shit up. And they play a full 60-minute game. The Bills need to have the best game of their life. They need to be firing on all cylinders. You know, Muhammad Wilkerson on the Jets was catching up with Tyrod Taylor. That kid is a freak. What I'm hoping is, is I'm wondering if other guys, I'm hoping that other people have tried that on Tyrod and they haven't had luck. Maybe I'm hoping that Wilkerson is a freak. But if it's something scheme-wise, because I'm not a coach, I don't know what the hell I'm watching, but if it's something scheme-wise that other teams can pick up on, I'm going to be really goddamn nervous, really nervous, if that guy ends up getting figured out. If Tyrod Taylor gets figured out running the ball, I'm going to be really nervous. So I'm really hoping that Muhammad Wilkerson is just a freak who could pretty much go toe-for-toe with that kid. Yeah, with Tyrod Taylor, as in that kid. Yeah, he he was a beast out there. I I wouldn't want to play quarterback. That's for sure. Um, I don't think we're gonna see that type of that type of pressure from New England's defensive line, though. I not to take anything away from those guys, but I don't think I don't think they got it quite like that. I mean, that Jets defense, what what were they? The f- number one ranked defense going into that game? Right? 
They were number one against the run. Yeah, I yeah. am honestly not sure what they were before. But weren't the Bills number one rushing team too? Yeah. So that so. was cool. One on one. And by the way, LaShawn McCoy. Can we just insert in there too? LaShawn McCoy is a different world, man. It is yeah, a different world. With a healthy looking McCoy, this team has a whole nother layer to it. I mean, that just that opens up so much because with him be with him being successful on the ground, you you also open up so many more th- options in the passing game. You can set up the play action, so on and so forth. And then, you know, you get a couple you get a couple little bootlegs or whatever. Um, but yeah, I I I don't think we can expect the same pressure from from the Patriots that we got from the Jets. No, no, I I mean. Sammy Watkins, if you look at the playmakers, Sammy Watkins proved he can he can do whatever he wants. He really can. And what I think Sammy Watkins is learning to do is play through injury. You know, I mean, Julio Jones used to be injured all the time. I always say this with Sammy. He used to be injured all the time. Next thing you know, Julio Jones is playing through injury now. You notice that. You think he's not going to be in. Well, he goes for a few touchdowns. A few touchdowns. You know, injured allegedly on the injury report, okay? So the way I look at it is I can't wait to see what Greg Roman has in in store for an answer here because Nikovic is a beast on the left defensive end and Chandler Jones is a beast on the right defensive end. And I feel like they're going to contain Tyrod pretty good. And Tyrod is going to have to step up in the pocket and deliver some throws, and if you have Sammy out there, he's gonna have to do it. He's and 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 I gotta be honest, I don't know about Lashawn McCoy and pass protection. So, you know, I think he's okay at pass protection. I don't, I don't know. I don't trust him. I see things not being executed in pass pro, but he, you know, that setup they're gonna be very aggressive. You got Lashawn leaking out for a screen. Or, you know, even the tight end screens with Clay, those seem to work pretty good. And I, I don't I, I really don't have an answer. I I'm just babbling over here, bud. I mean, I, I got a lot of scenarios in my head that I know I would like to see. But what I what what I want and what we get aren't always the same thing. But I have I have all these little ideas in my head that I think might work, but you never know. Like I'm thinking Robert Woods has been real, real quiet all season. There's not a ton of film of him doing things, at least not like huge things. I mean, great, great receiver, and I think, I think this might be the time where they they throw him in the mix. You might see Chris Hogan come out of left field and and make some big plays this game. Something that they couldn't really prepare for as much as what Sammy Watkins gonna do. Because you know what Sammy Watkins is going to do. And Patrick Chung has stepped up his game as a safety. Yeah. You know what I mean? It. Yeah, no, they got they got a couple great safeties on their squad too, man. Uh, Chung and McCourty, they're both pretty badass safeties. And they got a hell of a linebacking core too. Mayo and Hightower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gerard Mayo's dope. I, I just... I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to like be all up on on that Patriots dong, but that dude that dude goes hard. 
Did you do that on purpose? No, God, wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, anyways, I, I totally missed that. <laughs> anyways, the key is disrupting. I think if you had to pick yeah, one yeah, thing about to the do, hard dong, right? if there's one thing to do, and I've heard a criticism about it, is some people have called into radio shows after the last Patriots game, and they mentioned, hey, when Tom Brady, if, if they're going to only drop or, or rush three or four, can they get in the passing lanes with their hands up, you know? And and that's something that I would love to see more Yeah. of. But I, I, it's how do you figure out Tom Brady? you got to get him off the spot. And when you see the Giants rushing four and getting there, you're thinking, what the hell are you doing? What are they doing? Now, could it be that maybe it's going to take the Patriots a week to adjust to the new game plan without Deion Lewis and Edelman. That could be it. You know what I mean? It could be an adjustment period. Now, I mean, you want to talk about cleaning stuff up? You bet your ass the Patriots are going to clean stuff up. I don't think it mattered if they won or they lost close. I mean, at that point, or if they got murdered. So, I mean, if anything, if the Patriots just cruise, that might be your best time to get them. But now they feel kind of vulnerable. The Bills are coming off, the, off a two-game win streak. And, oh, by the way, it's on primetime Monday night, and I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. But you have any other ending thoughts? or? Yeah. I don't know. No. Splat the Pats. I, I, I got nothing. Follow me on Twitter, NumbillsAdamD. Follow me on Twitter, NumbillsFan. Also, check out our YouTube channel. I uploaded a new video last night. A uh, little celebration. A little celebration as this two-game win streak, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Bills. Go, Bills. Check us all out. Numb Bills fan on everything. Instagram, Twitter, even dumb Facebook. But I don't go on there because I'm sick of... I'm, I'm so sick of family members and... Yeah, having oh, man. You know, when you get, like, some 80-year-old lady that, like, you know is part of your family but you don't talk to... What the hell is this? A monitoring service? Get yeah, away from me. Yeah. This thing keep on keep tabs on David Palermo. Yeah, Twitter's Twitter's where we're really, really, really at. So go there. Yeah, go there and if you and wanna if you wanna roll with us, if you wanna be part of the Numbills crew, if you wanna be down, so to speak, Twitter's the place to be. Twitter's the place to go. Check it out. Yeah, we're looking we're looking out for you. We'll follow back. Yeah, we retweet all sorts of shit. We start conversations. And also, most importantly, tell your friends, please, numbillsfan.podbean.com. And, you know, since we know our fan base is so enormous, I mean, you other podcasters out there, we're willing to do guest appearances. I mean, I'm kind of cheap. Starbucks. And if you want to come and do my studio, which is my bedroom currently on the bed. I'm not on the bed. Not on the bed. Don't lie. Not on the bed. Don't lie. Not on Deke, the bed. Deke is actually wearing a robe. No. Rope. <sighs> well, we're going to have a sleepover tonight. So, anyways, we'll be back. Uh, None of this is true. Possibly out of boredom. We might do another podcast later in the week. I doubt it. But maybe a more in-depth preview or maybe just something about the AFC playoff picture because the Bills are in it right now. They are the, the sixth seed. Yes, they at are. Five and four. And you can thank the Browns for 
not beating the Steelers. Yeah, like we, we need the Steelers to go away. We really needed them to do that for us. Right, and, and don't forget about Jacksonville. Check out their record, and then you can shit your pants. Yeah, but holler at us on Twitter. Goodbye. You're not going to say bye? No. Goodbye.
It's no fluke. Oh no, they're incredible this year. Just, you know, not to beat the term into the ground, but lights out, lights out football on that Bills secondary. I like I like the matchup there on both sides of the ball. I like I like Gilmore and Darby on Decker and Marshall. I think Watkins and Woods will give Brevis and Cromarty a, a run for their money. Um, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I really think they will. I think they would. And I, I just hope Watkins keeps keeps healthy, keeps this mo. You know, let's let's last week be momentum. I hope he's f- just as fired up and goes out there and lights it up for 150 again this week. That would be fantastic for both my favorite football team and my favorite fantasy football team. Bills land here. You know, I've tried to get myself around and I still struggle with it and I will still if you call me white I'll call you black and I'll play devil's advocate or I'll just want to argue with you because I am uh, you know, I'm just a guy who has to stir the pot it's, I don't know why um, it's from my mom, it's from my grandfather my dad, RIP grandpa but but this guy would just we would call it, my mom calls it in the family let's not enzo this, meaning Let's not just break down every little thing and tell me why it needs to be broken down. And that's what I do. I nitpick shit. And I've nitpicked for years. The Bills don't need that bit of a quarterback. They just need somebody serviceable. But I got to say, the line of serviceable to sucking and good is a very, 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 very thin line. And we've seen that with DJ Manuel, whether it was, you know, it was only... It was only a little bit that DJ Manuel screwed up. You know what? Tyrod Taylor looks the part. He's doing the part. He does not have limitations on his arm like Kyle Orton. And I feel like he's more intelligent football-wise than a lot of quarterbacks in the league that you would call, quote-unquote, serviceable. So stats aside, you know, or even with his stats, I should say, He's more than serviceable, and, and his brain. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's grading out in the top ten right now. He's he's got the ninth best quarterback grade in the league. That's that's above average. Definitely better than serviceable. And he makes the smart plays. And yeah, absolutely. You know, EJ was quite frankly on the bad side. It was on the bad side. Did he have moments? Yes, but guess what? Every backup quarterback has their moments. And I don't mean that to, to put him out of his misery right now. Because we've talked about it before. I think you're a classic loser if you're going to put people down because they had a bad game of football. Football's, it, it's like unfortunate that football careers are so short because these guys, they get wiser with age and their talents diminish. But at the same time, at the quarterback position, that's one of the positions you can play for a while, as long as you have the opportunity, you know? I mean, yeah, and and not to keep defending EJ, but he did, he was missing a lot of guys at a lot of important positions. And I'm never going to say he's better than Tyrod. I don't think no, he's better than I Tyrod. Never say, I don't think he will ever be better than Tyrod. Tyrod is too smart. Tyrod is too trustworthy in his, trustworthy in his eyes. He's looked off defensive backs. He, he just... He just feels and looks like he has it. And it was great to see this team 
They draft the Dolphins going to the lead at halftime because they need whatever adjustments they make to make it even better. Because they've been making huge halftime adjustments, and that's what the Bills need to do here against the Jets is the key to the game, I think, get Fitzpatrick in third and long situations and get that offense back on the field and, damn it, put up some points. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if it's Eric Wood at running back and he runs in it. I don't care what you do. You know, I, I just want to see points up early and just squish that clock. Just get it out. Rex Ryan has a fantastic track record as far as we've seen against Fitzpatrick. I'll keep saying it. The only thing that reverts to me that's bad with Rex Ryan and what, what is really, like, quite frankly, try not to swear too much, but it's really a mind fuck to me, is Rex Ryan was so great at shutting down that that quick, hot finish, short offensive scheme that Shane Gailey ran. But then when it came to these teams running it this year with the Bills defense, he had a very hard time of shutting that down to quick throws. And that's all that Fitzpatrick did for the Bills. One, two, three, you know, three-step drop. Ball is out. Ball is out. Steve Johnson got paid for route running. Yeah. He got paid. He's not a blazer. But you know what Stevie is? He's shifty and he's got mega time. Yep. He's supposed to be at that spot at that time. And that's what, you know, that's what Fitz did with a guy like that. Imagine Brandon Marshall. Imagine Eric Decker. Like, I'm kind of nervous. Rex is, they, they've shown defensively that they don't have an answer for when they get the ball off quick. And it really scares the daylights out of me. It really scares me. Well, they don't, they, they, they do okay in those situations, though the, uh, the defensive backs, particularly Corey Graham and Darby, are just lightning fast getting to the ball, even even on on plays where where the receptions are made. They're lightning quick getting to the ball and getting the tackle. So you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna see some completions from Fitz. He's gonna he's gonna have a couple hundred yards passing, I'm sure, but we're gonna make him work for it. And I'm I'm confident that he's gonna have a rough day or around what our secondary has lined up. As long as they can confuse the smartest quarterback in the league, or one of them, I know his arm is not up there with his brain, but it's going to be a tough challenge. And they have been sound against the run, so they're going to want to run the ball, but I'm very confident in the Bills' defense to stop that run. So... Any, any other concerns you have with this Jets team? We know what Fitz is. Um, we've seen some potential out of Ivory, but it seems like Shane Gailey's really tapped into that. I think this is really the uh, the true test of who we are. You know, we played we played the Patriots earlier in the year, and they are just they're they're just whooping ass. Enough about them, but I think. You know, the Dolphins game, it felt good to get that win, but it, it felt really easy. I think the Jets aren't going to – I think the Jets aren't going to give it to us. I think we're going to have to earn it. I, I think we can, but it's going to come down to execution. I would, I, I would like to see them, again, clean up their penalties. But, you know, say you pull Jerry Hughes out of that Miami Dolphins game for that stupid Miami – or that Tannehill penalty, he realized right off the bat he screwed up. But let's be real, 10 years ago, 
that you wouldn't have never dropped a bat with a flag. Either way, you know the damn rules. But hey, if you pull Jerry Hughes out, you don't win that game. No, no. Floated out there, and I agree with that. If you pull Jerry Hughes out, you don't win that game. And that was specifically a, a, a take from the Howard Simon show from um, Jeremy and Howard. So check that out on WTF. That's actually, I don't want to take credit for their take, but it's. Hey, when you're right, when you're right, you're right. Right. I mean, good job. They, as we always say, they do a good job. I'm all set with this. I think the Bills need to put up or shut up on this one. They need, they need to play sound ball, and hopefully that offense keeps clicking. Hopefully that defense tightens up a bit. And, you know, I'm not a football coach because I believe in, in, in the end that Rex has big plans for this defense and they need to all buy in or could it be which I'm not sure of either my flip side is Rex needs to get a hold of the Thurman and, and strip this down because yeah we're not getting the turnovers but at the end of the day I will take wins over sacks over anything else and don't get me wrong turnovers help you win the game obviously we know that but I think they're also overrated because there's times where you do turn over the turn the ball over and it's not that detrimental to your team because the defense stops them and you get the ball back anyways. So, you know, sometimes it's an overblown stat that coaches and, and all the old school football likes really like to, like Chopin on WGR at the news show, really likes to hammer that point down just to give another credit to somebody else. But it's really, 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 really easy to blame turnovers and I feel that holding a team to 17 points is good enough to win with the Bills and that's what they did and it might come at the 11th hour it might come really late on the one yard line but this team is ferocious and they're turning away they're doing whatever it takes to win the game if that's Tyrod Taylor taking over the Tennessee Titans game that's what's going to happen. It's nice to finally see that coming to fruition. That, hey, we screwed up this whole time, but we're at least, we at least have chances to win these games. And don't forget that Giants game. They should have won that game if it wasn't for the refs. Quite frankly, two touchdowns taken back. Don't forget a couple other games with bad penalties winning it. And again, that Roby pass interference call. Like the, like the Jaguars are going to convert on 4th and 15. So, you never know. It wasn't a guarantee. But the Bills have gotten themselves in a position to win. And they're actually getting over the hump sometimes in the close in the close games, which is something that we I, I really haven't seen with this team. I feel like every time it's close, they just fold. Something stupid happens. Right. And that's, that's one thing that this team really needs to keep in mind when it's game planning, that building building early momentum is what is successful for this team. I'm all done. That should be it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, make sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at NumBillsFan. I'm on both of those at NumBillsAdamD. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. It would be really, really sweet if you would subscribe to that. You can check out this podcast, if you don't already know, since you're listening to it, on iTunes or at numbillsfan.podbean.com. Again, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with the uh, the wrap-up of the Jets game. I'm Adam Deacon. I'm Dave.
tell your friends if they want to listen, just go on numbillsfan.podbean.com. It actually works like a player. Yeah, so player's built right in. It'll play in your background. You can even use headphones to pause it. If you got headphones, just pause the button. So pause it, so pause it, turn your lock screen, and you turn it back on. They even have an app for, I know they have it for iPhone or for Apple. But also, you know, this one I'll explain something. We have a YouTube channel, and we're always trying to put up some kind of content. We have fun making dumb joking around videos that have to do with the game. We're putting up the podcast in audio form, too, in case you want to send a link out there. But we also have a thing called Italian Contractors. And if anybody's confused what it's about, it's really about <laughs> the, the contractors that, that I personally dealt with on job sites. And, you know... I always try to keep this PC, but they are Italian. You know, I'm not going to judge, but we all, we have all dealt with these guys before. The classic know-it-all hacks up in New York, you know, northeastern part of the country. And, you know, usually we've got our bills here or bills here in the background. It's all sarcastic, you know, sarcastic humor that lightly touches on the bills, but it's not really like a bills thing. This is our serious bills talk. Then we have our lightly comical keys of the game or little factors on, on how to beat teams that, that Adam and I will do. But please, whatever it is, just please check it out. That's what we're going for. Just some kind of content up every week to keep us happy, keep us positive. Let, let's go. Let's, you know, and, and nothing is better than humor to get over it. Like, we want to talk legitimately about the game. We'll even have segments up coming soon, legitimate, you know, breakdowns and stats and, and, and video replays especially GIF GIFs. If you're on Twitter, you can check them out. But please follow us on Twitter. We will retweet the best information for you. And as always, we're, we're not here to be competitive with any other podcasts or radio shows or whatever. We just want you to know that there's a lot of places to go. So we're not here ripping off takes. We're not here going over the ledge. We're here to be objective about it and always check out WGR 550. Check out buffalobills.com, obviously. Check out Buffalo Rumblings, Hard Foul Sports. There's a podcast out there, Rock Pile Report. You know, Hard Foul Sports has their own podcast as well. Just really check it out. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of, there's a ton of information out there, and everyone's got a little bit different opinion, and uh, we try to give you a little, a little taste of everything. Deacon's got a new segment coming up, actually, that will be on YouTube. Yeah, we we'll be going through uh, Twitter and Facebook, looking for bills related hashtags. We're looking for those Go Bills and those Bills Mafia, and we're gonna do we're gonna do some segments best of Bills Mafia. We might do worst of Bills Mafia. We'll we'll see. Um, where where we look at a variety of the takes for better or for worse from from around the fan base, and it's really just to you know again have more content up. Offer a little something different that maybe gives you a feel for for what the what's on the, what's on the fan base's mind. What's the pulse of the fan base? We're gonna take a look at it. So look out for that coming soon. Maybe this week, if not this week, definitely next week. Um, it'll be great. I think it'll be fun. There's always gonna be some kind of content up there. Don't forget, Numb Bills fan everywhere. Just think Numb Bills fan. Where can you type it in? And also, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, YouTube, we're, we're out there, Podbean. Shout out to uh, the Red Pinto Tailgate. Go check that out. It's in the hammer lot. Yep, Pinto Tailgate on Twitter. 
shots. It's always a good time. And it's really sweet seeing a tailgate that has been there for generations now. Yeah. And it, it's like it has this, this classic feel. It feels like what tailgating should be about. So many times I go tailgating by myself. I'd be there. I just have like my little S10 all ready and rusty and I don't really drink. So actually I've started to pick up drinking. But only only the the not your father's root beer, which when I order it, I refuse to say the name. I go, yeah, you got that uh, alcoholic uh, root beer drink. Yeah, we got the Coney Island or the not your father's. I'll go, I, I go with the second one. Either way, I'm trying to pick up drinking to, to join all of you, but I don't like beer. I know it's a sin. I don't care. Either way, go there, check it out. Legitimate tailgate, good people. Good food. And it's something that's great. Great atmosphere. I mean, atmosphere. Can we uh can we get a, a trademark on that right now? No. Also, there's a guy going around with some sweet tie dye shirts for sale. Um, hey bud, I told you. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it. Okay, cool. We're out. I'm done. You done? Oh, I've been done. Oh yeah, and by that I should really elaborate. This guy tie dyes Bill shirts. They're really sweet. They actually look legit, and he had them folded neatly inside Ziploc bags. So, I was pretty psyched. It wasn't some dude with a duffel bag going, Hey man, you want some shirts? And I'm going to charge you $15 with a hat that was $3 at Marshall's from Reebok when Reebok sponsored the team four years ago. Or, or sponsored the that. team yeah. four years <laughs> ago. No, this guy's legit. They're on Gildan shirts. That's what a lot of, if you guys go you know, buy band shirts or music shirts, or, you know, that's what a lot of stuff is printed on, so they're not going to shrink up on you. I don't know where to find them, so hit us up on Twitter, and I will pass that information along. I'm so glad that I just wasted 15 seconds to two minutes of your time explaining about these tie-dye damn t-shirts. All right, we're really done. Yep. And Dean Milak, I don't like you. Goodbye. I love you, Dean.